day 277 by the word season two the drama of scripture we continue our journey in the gospels in the book of matthew and it's it's been rich obviously more than we can cover in every chapter in a podcast or even uh, begin to touch on but just to just to hear the word and just to you know see what jesus is, is saying and doing mm-hmm. has been an often you know, often an awesome privilege you know for us and of course, we're, we're talking about what Matthew's doing as he writes the gospel. He's showing us both the words of Jesus and the works of Jesus. And, and the works of Jesus point to a greater reality uh, as he's restoring and renewing, you know, those with leprosy, as he's commanding, you know, control over wind and waves, as he's bringing back to life, you know, those who are, are dead, as he's uh, healing those who are paralyzed and forgiving their sins. It points to. The inner work you know that god is doing in us which is a far deeper far greater work and, and of course what is uh, being done on the inside now will one day be complete as he uh, restores us fully in his presence in the new heavens and the new earth mm-hmm. so we come to matthew chapter 10 and now the disciples are called on uh, we uh, left chapter 9 with this prayer that, uh, you know that jesus left on the disciples lips you know the harvest is plentiful pray for the god of the harvest send workers into the harvest and and so jesus does exactly that he sends uh his disciples out into the harvest so we come to matthew chapter 10. heavenly father thank you for the beauty of your word we thank you uh, for the privilege of being involved you know in your call and your kingdom and seeing you do your work we understand it comes with some persecution misunderstanding and hardship but we also know that it's great joy that we experience as we see you work in our presence, even, even through the difficulties. Uh, Father, thank you for this chapter. Thank you for your call on the early disciples' lives. Uh, remind us through these words of your call on our life and your presence with us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. In Matthew chapter 10. And Jesus called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or any town of the Samaritans, go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper uh, to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey, no extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, Give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it would be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You'll be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogue. On my account, you'll be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you'll be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. 
brother will betray brother to death and father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You'll be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you're persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you'll not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants to be like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roof. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows so for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I do not come to bring peace but a sword, for I've come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their own cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever that finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me, the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose a reward. <laughs> Jesus does something here, you know, uh, that is very common to prophecy. He, he gives a near view and a, a far view of what it means to represent him in the kingdom. Of course, the near view is this immediate uh, campaign of you know the twelve as they go out and proclaim the message and, and they heal. Uh, but the far view is uh, when the message will be taken to the Gentiles, and when later these same disciples will go before kings and governors. You know, in order to testify about him, and, and it also you know kind of projects you know to us, and and to us as we carry the gospel and some of the uh, some of the rewards and the benefits you know that we'll face you know we will face as well. So it's a it's a nice section as we have uh, the beginning of the disciples being sent out, and you have to love the way that Jesus prepares you know <laughs> yes. prepares the disciples for the work that will one day be put you know squarely in their lap. Again, mm-hmm. it's not just a a discussion group, you know, in some comfortable sofa, no. you know, in somebody's living room. They're, they're actually out doing ministry and, and and enjoying both the triumphs of the Spirit ministering through them and, of course, the disappointment of being rejected, you know, by the people at the same time. This is one of those passages that makes me laugh. You know, towards the beginning, he sends them out following instructions, and, and they get to do some incredible things. You know, they get to preach the kingdom of God is near. Get to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. I mean, they get to do these incredible moments or incredible things in these moments. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says, And I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. And you're like, Wait mm-hmm. a minute, that's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah, I just want the first part. Yeah. But I mean, that is, mm-hmm. you know, the following Jesus. That's kind of this chapter 10 in a lot of ways encapsulates this is, is following Jesus will include those times of great promises and great success and and thriving with jesus and times of great suffering and sorrow and hardship 
You know, I mean, in this passage chapter, we get hard words from Jesus and, and you get comforting words. You know, you get these mm-hmm. these moments where he, he'll say things like, um, you know, it's going to be more bearable for, for the, you know, this town. And you're thinking, well, what if we live in that town? You know, what, what's going on here? You know, hard, and then he gets moments like, you know, whoever does not, whoever acknowledges me, I will acknowledge. Whoever disowns me, I will disown. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get great promise too, but great warnings. Yeah. And you're talking about the, you know, the double, you know, the double edge of the, the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's a gospel of great comfort, but it's also a gospel that is uh, very, you know, very challenging. And obviously you're, you know, you, if you're not receiving both the comfort of the gospel and the challenge of the gospel, you're probably not, you know, deeply connected to the gospel. Uh, so there, there's so many places every day that we should rest in the comfort of the gospel. But there's also places where we ought to hear, you know, God calling us out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. uh, to trust him, you know, in circumstances and situations we normally wouldn't trust mm-hmm. him. And, of course, that's where we grow and where we come to know him, mm-hmm. you know, as, as we do that. It's interesting to too to see that the you know the divisiveness obviously of the gospel too in thirty five for I've come to turn a man against father daughter against mother daughter in law against her mother in law so that feels quite sad that if you know families are torn asunder but then it's interesting in thirty six a man's enemies will be the members of his own household and unless I'm wrong it's like one day there would even be the embracing of like. Jewish and Gentile. I mean, they would all come together, and what would be an enemy is no longer an enemy because of the gospel. Am I reading too far into that? Who knows? Uh, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> well, you I mean, know, it's just everything it, it, is yeah, yeah, what seems to be. Yeah, what you seems know, to obviously be. the the household here. You know that he, he's talking about. If you want to you know, take it bigger, would be the household of you know Abraham, mm-hmm. and, and of course they're going to find that uh, some of their own kinsmen, you know, will be their enemies, mm-hmm. and you are going to have. You know, and we're we're told that there's two things that you don't bring up at the dinner table, either politics or religion. And and Jesus is saying, forget politics altogether, yeah. but you must talk about me, and it will be divisive. Yeah, yeah. Because not ever, and He's warned us, you know, and that all the way, you know, from the beginning, uh, when we have the beatitudes, and they're just kind of warm and lovely, you know. When we talk about you know beatitudes, and yet the very last one kind of caps it off: "Blessed are you who are persecuted." Mm-hmm. For my name's sake, for yours is the kingdom of God. So to be a part of the kingdom is to to be a part of being misunderstood and even hated, mm-hmm. uh, because it is salt and light, and salt yeah. can sting, and light can, you know, it can you know it can blind. Now I wonder in that quote where a man against his, his father, you know, he's quoting Micah, and it's kind of talking about like just the terrible times that Israel's enduring and, and their misery and suffering. Mm-hmm. But verse 7, right after, so Micah 7, 6, you know, it's that quote, a son dishonors his father, a daughter rises up against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies are the members of his own household. And verse 7 says, but as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. I will wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. You know, if it's not just this kind of echo of to that passage and Jesus saying, mm-hmm. I'm here, you know, are you waiting? The, the Messiah has come. Mm-hmm. But that coming is not, you know, in line with just the, uh, our hopes and our expectations. There is indeed, you know, the the, the disruption that also oh, comes yeah. in his coming. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus said you really yeah. don't have to worry about them for two reasons. Everything that they've said will be revealed. In other words, mm-hmm. judgment is coming. God will judge them. And also he just kind of reminds us, you know, in, in case we want to, you know, slide into being snowflakes. The only thing they can really do to you is kill you. Oh my gosh. Don't worry. No. <laughs> it, all they can do. I mean, what is the worst they can do? They, the can, they, they can could kill do. you. <laughs> Sounds and, very bad. And, and of course, <laughs> some of these men who are yeah. hearing this, 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll be killed. Yeah. Uh, but it is, uh, it is a reminder of, you know, that our momentary suffering and our eternal perspective uh, in light of, in light of eternity, in his presence, in the fullness of his blessing, what pain, you know, can this world offer us or what rejection can this world offer us that mm-hmm. will not be fully swallowed up, you know, in the glory, you know, of the living Christ. Yeah. Cindy, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we do thank you for the words of Christ. And um, and sometimes they're, you know, very hard words to hear. And, uh, and yet we know, Father, that this is a life that you uh, call your people to and that you um, are with us in the midst of this life. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that you build us up and that you give us all that we need in this life um, for life and godliness. And we thank you for that. So we thank you for the challenging words. May we take these to heart. May we look to you, Father, and may you be all that we need. And it's in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.